All right. Hey, I meet a lot of people who say something like this, like, if I just had more, everything would be so much better. Have you ever heard anyone say that? If I just got a promotion, then you know, all my problems would just go away. If I, if I just had $100,000, then everything would be sorted. Everything would be taken care of. If I just had, you know, if I just, if I just won the lotto, you know, everything would be taken care of. If I just. And um, it's interesting. We're going to look today at a story uh, from the Bible of Jesus with some fishermen, and we're just going to learn some things about God's provision. And this, it feels a little different this morning for me. Uh, it feels like this is more a message to be really keeping your ears open for something that God is speaking to you specifically. It feels like there's a, like a, an extra sort of prophetic edge to this thing here. Because sometimes you just listen to a message and it's just the whole thing. It's just good wisdom, good counsel, good invitation to, to step forward in our life with God. This one feels like there's, there's a bunch of little things here. Keep your ears open for, because I really believe that, that God's going to speak specifically to a number of us this morning. Does it sound okay? All right, let's pray. God, we're just so grateful that you're here. Come, Holy Spirit. Why do a tapu? Why do a tapu? Come, Holy Spirit. God, we know that when you, your Spirit is, is working and flowing in our midst, God, that you, you change lives. God, we know that your spirit lives within us as the people of God, but there is a dynamic that happens when you, the, the spirit flows and the spirit you know, works, releases the, the activity of God amongst us, the activity of the kingdom amongst us. And we pray for that, God. I pray for ears to hear your, your, uh, your words this morning, God, that we would... We would be able to grab hold of the thing that is for us this morning. Give us open hearts, open ears to hear. Amen. And I just, you just was praying, just get a sense there's some people here today, maybe even here for the first time, and just, um, just been crying out to God for, for, clarity, for help, for just to be able to see what's, what's next. So just, just my prayer for you this morning would be that, uh, that God would speak to you. So, all right, let's get into it. Luke chapter 5. And we bounce in and out of Luke a lot, don't we? We're doing this thing where from time to time we bounce in and out, where we talk about life with Luke. And we're, we've, we've got up to about chapter, chapter six and a half. I just really felt we needed to drop back into, into this part of Luke 5 again. Let's read this. How about I read it and you listen? How's that sound? All right. All right. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret. Now, that's it's the same as the Sea of Galilee, Lake Tiberias. If you read your Bible, they talk about and it all sounds like different places. It's all the same place. It's this big lake that... Uh, it's where the, out of this lake, the Jordan River flows out of, and it runs south down through Israel, and it ends up in the Dead Sea, and then it just goes nowhere. 
Okay, so that's so this is the Sea of Galilee, Lake Gennesaret. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon. Now, Simon is the guy that's Peter the Apostle, okay? So it talks about Simon, and it talks about Simon Peter, it talks about Peter. But if you know of Peter the Apostle, a lot of people think he's the guy that's, that's going to let you in or out of the pearly gates, but that's not right. That's just like, that's... But Peter, Simon is the same as Peter, and this is before he, um, he became... Uh, one of Jesus' um, full-on followers, one of the 12 uh, disciples. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you'll fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. Pretty wild story. I, um, I know that a number of you are fishermen and that you get out and uh, do a little bit of fishing. I, call, I was called a friend once, and uh, it was just actually a couple of weeks ago, and I said, uh, I said, what are you up to? He said, oh, I'm just out on the boat. I said, well, what are you doing? He said, I'm fishing. I said, like, how many, how are you going? Have you, how many fish have you caught? And he says, none. And I says, like, isn't that like boating? And uh, he, he, he didn't really appreciate that, so... Um, it's important from this story to know that God can provide abundantly for us. He can. And it won't be from every prayer, it won't be every day, but there are seasons and times when He provides material blessing. But there are also times in our life when we believe that we are doing what God has called us to do, we've, we've stepped into something. And, uh, and it's hard. And it's hard. And, and this may be your current situation. You're like, God, I'm, I'm following you the best I know how, but it's hard. You know, we started a, a business and it's really struggling. God, we, we started a ministry and we just got all worn out. God, we, we moved to Auckland and our finances are, are struggling to keep up with the bills. You know, it's like... And you're discouraged. You may be a little discouraged. So here's the thing. People often say that your past is the biggest predictor of your future. But when Jesus steps into the story, that's not the case. 
Like with Jesus, everything can change in an instant. Everything can change in an instant. So could I say to you this morning, if you're in a place of discouragement, lean into Jesus. Just lean into him. Keep following his lead. He's good. He's for you. He's with you. And things can change in an instant. I can't tell you that they will happen today or tomorrow. I can't make any promises. But with Jesus, things can change. So hang in. You know, with Peter and his his fishermen partners, they'd had a, a long night at work. So they're doing the night shift. They, obviously, as fishermen, they, they feel like the best time to catch is at night time. Or maybe it's just because if you catch them at night time, then you can get them fresh to the markets in the morning. This is their job. This is their, their livelihood. This is their income. Imagine going to work all night, which is harder than going to work all day, and you've got nothing. You get, don't get paid, and you've been working all night. And it says they were tired. Fishermen, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough job. So they're experiencing this barren period. I mean, they are skilled at what they do, but they're just not seeing results. Professional fishermen, no fish. And in the morning when they're finished, they're cleaning their nets. They're thinking, well, it can't be that dirty. You didn't catch anything. But uh, they're cleaning their nets and and... Jesus is teaching, and, then, and he comes over and says, can I borrow your boat? And then afterwards he says, let's go fishing. And they reluctantly agree. You see, that reluctantly starts off like, you really? You know, we've been at it all night, Jesus. There's no, no, fish, no fish aren't here today. But they reluctantly agree, and everything changes in a moment. At the start of a new decade, it can be easy to be looking at uh, new decade resolutions or, or looking at a, like a 10 years ahead or 10 years past. And you might look at your last 10 years and think, like, nothing's going to change. I want to encourage you is just keep leaning into Jesus because he can change things in an instant. Anything is possible. Okay? Now, there's a lot of other things that we can learn from the story here this morning, all right? So these fishermen, they went from nothing to an abundance. More fish than they'd ever caught before. So much, much that their nets started to break. So much that their boat started to sink. And a lot of us pray for an abundance. We pray for an abundance. But here's the thing. It may be that we're actually not able to receive the abundance. It may be that we're not ready. We're just not, we don't have the, the structures in our life or the, or the character or the experience to actually cope if God gave it to us. They've done lots of studies of, uh, of lottery winners, you know, the big winners. And uh, all of the studies will say that down the track after winning big, no one is any happier than they were before. Some of them are the same, and a lot of them are a lot less happier. 
And yet, we buy lottery tickets. And they make decisions that make things go wrong. It's just that their, their character and their experience and their life, they're just not able to cope. And they start sinking. Their nets start breaking. So you know the thing worse than not winning a lot of, lot of the lottery if you get a ticket? The worst thing is that if you did win it, they say, careful what you wish for. You might just get it. So Another study said 70% of the winners go bankrupt uh, after a few years. It's just that we may not be set up for abundance. You know, we think that that's the thing that, that we want. And if we got all of this stuff, it would be, everything would be sorted. But can you imagine if God answered your prayer for, like, abundance and, and you, you weren't set up for it, you weren't ready for it, you couldn't handle it, and you started to sink. Your whole life mate, started to sink. And sinking is just, it's just a short step away from sunk. You know, there's, sinking's not good, but sunk's worse. And, like, and especially if you're in a boat, like sunk's not good. It's, I think it's good to pray for the provision of God. That we're, our scriptures encourage us to pray for our provision. But my encouragement to you this morning is that if you're doing that, make sure that you're, you're tacking on the side of that, you're putting alongside that, choosing to grow in character, choosing to grow in wisdom, choosing to learn to become a person that can actually handle things that God would want to give you. Does that sound right? Does that make sense? Here's some things that could happen if you might. Let me just. I'll just turn this around a little. What are some of the things? that this might apply for, for you? You know, what, what are some of the things where all of a sudden you could come into something surprising and it's different? Obviously, we can see for Peter, caught more fish than he ever had before. His equipment wasn't ready for it. You know, so the net started to break, so his equipment wasn't ready for it. His boats weren't big enough for it. They started to sink. And his response was one of the responses for him in terms of internally. So his his equipment wasn't ready, but in terms of him and his internal structures and character and everything, the way he responded to it was that he pushed Jesus away. Did you see that as we read it? He pushed Jesus away. Jesus had just miraculously healed his mother-in-law. He... We read that Peter says to Jesus that you've got the words of you know, eternal life. He'd seen that this, there was something about Jesus. He, he had said that, looked at Jesus and says, I think this is the Messiah, the Savior. And yet when this thing happened, it, and he, he actually pushed Jesus away. Miraculous abundance, completely unprepared for it. What are some of the things that could happen to us? We could get a, a sudden promotion at work. So, and 
And it may be the promotion that you've always wanted. Maybe the promotion you've actually been praying for. And then you get there and you realize you're actually not ready for the responsibility. Maybe you've got married. All that time you've been praying, God, give me a man. You may have like a pair of mechanics overalls. You bought a pair and you, you sort of just lay them over a chair on the dining room table. And every night at dinner, you say, like, God, please fill them with a man. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not, but you might have. (laughs) And then you meet the man of your dreams, this wonderful man. And and then you, you, you get married and you find yourself sinking because it's just, you're just not prepared for what marriage. It's just not ready for it. It's just different and it's, you know, it's challenging. It's awesome, but it's challenging. Have you ever found yourself with an abundance and you find yourself starting to sink? And it's because we just don't have these, like I say, the, the structures and the capacity and the character and the experience to deal with the things that God gives us. And I can say this because I know the character of God. Like God has good things ahead for you in this decade coming. There'll be mountains, there'll be mountaintops, and there'll be valleys, but there'll be good things. And I don't know what it will look like for each of you, but God does bless his people. But we need to have our mind renewed so that we can are able to receive the things that God has for us so that it actually is a blessing and doesn't cause us to sink and start to push, push things away, push Jesus away. It says in Romans 12, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we see a lot, don't we? And we see in the newspapers all the extreme examples of it, all of the famous people. And if you're famous, usually money comes with it. And so people are getting an abundance of popularity. Like you see it with the movie stars. You see it with the sports stars. And uh, uh, I watched a documentary about uh, American football players who earn millions of dollars every year. And again, like over half of them, uh, five years after retirement, were close to, if not bankrupt, were close to bankruptcy. And these are earning millions of dollars every year. And we just see it. They just, their, their life gets ahead of their ability to live well. It's an interesting message. Eh? Usually I'm talking about like how to do well when things are hard. This is a message about how to do well when things are abundant. You know, you see people that get rich through either through uh, business or through an inheritance or through uh, becoming famous, and you you just see their, their life just starts fraying and then starts to fall apart. They can't cope. So if God's wanting to give us good things, we also need to be make sure that we're growing as in who we are so that we can handle those things and continue to step forward with blessing, character, blessing and character. This is why God grows us up. This is why God leads us into challenging seasons at times. 
because he wants to grow us up. And we grow when we work through challenging seasons, if we work through them well. It's, it's, like, it's like a muscle. It's like building muscle. This is from theory. I've heard about it. It's not from experience. But when you, when you build muscle, you do your reps and you work out, and it actually... It's hard. It's, it's stressing your muscle. It's breaking it down. But then when, it's, so then it, when it rebuilds, it's stronger. And it's like this is what God wants to do with us. He, he'll, there'll be challenging seasons. But as we work through them, we come out through them stronger. Here's another thing that we can learn from this story with Jesus and the fishermen is that who you do life with is important. Who you do life with is important. Peter's friends, when this was all happening, he, he calls his friends over, his, his partners, business partners. He says, come and help. Come and help. And they come over and uh, they aren't able to help. And it says that they were all astonished and scared. You know, life can bring all sorts of things along. It can bring abundance and it can bring crisis. It can bring crisis on the back of abundance. It can bring abundance on the back of crisis. But you need people around you. If at any stage in your life your boat starts sinking, you need people around you that can help. Peter's friends... They tried, but they just they didn't have any capacity or experience or even know what to do, did they? They were just the same as Peter. You need you almost need someone that could come over that's like, Oh yeah, I've had this big catch of fish before. Or I know what to do when my boat starts sinking. I know what to do when there's too many fish for the boat. You know, people some people can just say, Look, hey, like I'm I'm sorry this is happening but they haven't got any answers for you. So it's so important that we can get people around us that can help us in in the different seasons of life. Does that make sense? To have people that can help us, that know things that we don't know, have been places we haven't been. Our staff team at at Coast Vineyard, we're always like talking to people that are um, smarter, more experienced, have bigger churches, and we're just trying to help us Help us. Help us learn. Help us grow. Because we want to be good stewards of what God is doing here. We want to be good stewards. We, want to, we don't want to, 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 to get in the way of what God's wanting to do in our church and in our community. So here's a question for you. Like, do you have good people in your life? Do you have good people in your life? And if you think, well, I've got friends, but maybe they, maybe I... If I wasn't a tough time, I don't know if they actually would know how to help. Maybe, maybe I should get some, some, you know, some people that could help me. And I'll tell you, let me tell you this: there are a lot of people here at Coast Vineyard Church that have got lots of experience in lots of areas of life, and they've got big hearts, and they would love to come alongside you and help you. Seriously, why don't you just like, like maybe turn to someone next to you right now, just say, "Are you one of the smart ones?" Just, just do that. Just. <laughs> Yeah. 
And some people are really good at, at, at um, sometimes the very thing you need is actually uh, just someone to stand with you and hold you and come and bring and bring comfort in, in a hard time. I, I, my, um, my friend Alan Scott, he's a pastor in, uh, in California, and I heard him say that when you know, people are looking for a, a partner, the main thing they're looking for is abs. They're looking for abs. That's the key thing. And he said, but, but here's the thing, like in a hard time, in a crisis, there's nothing to cuddle. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing to hold on to. He's saying like, it's actually, it's like, it's better to flab than to ab. Okay, that's, so that might be something that you can take away as, a, that could be your prophetic word for the day. Probably not. But in this decade coming up, could I encourage you, get good people around you. Um, find a, find a, you know, a coach for this, a mentor for this, uh, someone that can call you forward in, in your spiritual journey with God. That, uh, that Someone that is there for you and can, and can take you forward. Now they, and it's just so helpful of, yeah, just to have people that when you talk, this is, this is what's happening, and they'll go, it's okay, like God is in this. God is in this. Let's, let's figure out what it is that God is wanting you to learn in this, in this season. Or, or it'll be like, okay, so God is blessing you. You heard that message that Matt gave about like abundance can bring its challenges. You're starting to feel the creaks and groans of, of life, and you're starting to feel your net starting to break. You're starting to feel you're sinking a little bit. Okay, so let's. Here's some things that are important that you do. Like for a start, like don't don't take the credit for your abundance. Don't panic. You know, don't uh, don't get too greedy. Don't push God away. You know, all of these things. It's just so helpful having someone that can just call us forward in the in the good things and growth in those seasons. You know, I said before that uh, it's so important that we renew our mind as people of God, that we renew our mind, that we don't think like the way that we thought before we were the people of God. We don't think the way that the people of the world think. We need to change some things. And again, you can think like, yes, but like, what would that mean like every day? Like, here's some things that we can, again, learn from, from Peter. Here's some things that we, we shouldn't do, okay, to help us to know like some practical things to renew our minds, okay? Here's one thing that we can do that we don't want to do. Because we don't want to respond to abundance as if it is a problem. What do you mean by that? Well, like, you know, you prayed and, you know, God, we need a bigger house. We've got, like, more kids now. And, and then you get a bigger house. And then you complain because there's so much more cleaning to do. Oh, that kind of stuff. God gives you a promotion and you complain about the team that you've now got to lead. Don't respond to abundance as if it's a problem. Don't respond to blessings as if they're difficulties. You, know, you get something good, but then you find a way to grumble about it. And we see... Let me just say this. Like, God's not into grumblers. None of us are really. It's not like when we're like looking for a life partner, we don't like, you know, good looking, smart, a grumbler. You know, that's not on the list. The people of God 
we read this in the Old Testament, the people of God were slaves in Egypt. And they were being treated terribly by the Egyptian rulers, the Egyptian people. And they prayed, God, please free us from this oppression. And without going into the story, but there were miracle, there's miracle after miracle, and the people of Israel escaped out of under the tyranny of, of Egypt. They went through a parting of the Red Sea, and the Egyptian armies came after them, and the sea closed over them, and they all uh, drowned. They were, they were set free. And not long into it, they started grumbling. And they started saying, like, at least back in Egypt, we had food. We had good food. Well, we had, didn't have good food, but they had something to eat. Very quickly, on the back of God giving them freedom, giving them something that was like so different that they were in, and it was what they asked for, but so soon they began to grumble. Grumble. And, you know, a whole generation of God's people died in the wilderness because God says, like, I'm not going into Israel. I'm not going to give you the promised land. I'm not, I'm not going in with a bunch of grumblers. And what we can see from that is that grumbling about your current situation can stop you from being able to move into the blessings of God down the track. Like God does bless us, but there are, there are things probably above and beyond we can imagine that he has for us. And grumbling can get in the way of those things landing in our lives. And grumbling just sucks the life out of everything, doesn't it? Has anyone had like a, a Christmas Grinch you know, in the family? You've got like, it's just like, man... All right, here's another thing that we can, we can learn from Peter about how and what not to do. So don't look at your deficiencies rather than God's goodness. Don't look at your deficiencies rather than God's goodness. And, you know, that's what, that's what Peter did. He, you see this abundance, and what he does, he straight away goes, like, oh, I'm a sinful man. And he pushes God. He, like, he just... He turned inwards and goes like, oh, man, I'm just such a loser. <laughs> yeah. Instead of looking to God's goodness, it's like, it's like fear driving your decisions instead of faith. And here's this fourth thing, and, and it does get turned around, but like in that moment that we can learn from Peter, it's like don't back away instead of moving into leadership because he had a call on his life and in that time he backed away and you're, you, you may know that you have a calling into leadership as well and circumstances may have made you a little gun shy you may have had an experience in, a, uh, in, a, in another church or in another situation around with some bad leadership and and in, instead of becoming part of the solution 
you've, you've backed away. And then when you back away, then you just, you criticize, you critique, you, you, you curse. You say like, no, nah, it's not me. I'm not going to do that. And in Peter's situation, he he saw more than he could imagine in terms of provision for that day. And his response was to back away. No, no, no. But it gets turned around. It gets turned around. So instead, it's easy to say, I just don't do all these things. What do we do? It's like, well, again, like, let's lean into wisdom. Let's grow in wisdom. Wisdom's like in short supply, and it's not really that talked about. It's something like this is, this is a rich, rich goal is to be with someone that grows in wisdom. What do you do in a time of, of abundance? Well, what was the wisdom for that Peter had to do in that time? He had to let go of some of the fish. He actually, like, it talks in the, again, we go back to the scriptures, it talks about how when they got back to shore, they pulled their boats up. So they didn't sink. But when all the fish were in the boat, there was so much fish, the ships were sinking. And so they figured it out eventually. Like, we're either going down with lots of fish, Going down in a blaze of glory. You could write a song like that, couldn't you? Um, or we could get back to shore, but we're going to have to unload some fish. And like when you're, when you're a fisherman and you've had a great catch, just think about it. Like, okay, I'm just going to, before we get back you know, to shore, we're just going to throw half of our great catch away. You're just like, no. Well, at least not before the photo anyway, because like, because that's half of it, eh? It's the glory. It's the photo, the glory, the photo glory. Uh, but they had to figure that out. They had to get rid of some of the abundance. And that was their wisdom for, for that, that time. And you know, the thing, the thing with that, as we see, because the story, the trajectory of the story changes from fishing for fish into leadership in, in God's church, fishing for men. And the purpose of the abundance for that day wasn't for them for them to actually have the material benefit from it. Because we read that when they got back to shore, Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And they left their boats, they left everything, and follow them. So they walked away from getting the benefit of all of whatever fish that they, they took back, selling them in the marketplace. So the purpose of the abundance was not for them to have more. The purpose was them to learn and have faith that God can provide. That was, that was the reason for it. And it takes wisdom and it takes, it takes people around us like, what's happening in my situation here? Like, like we need to figure this out. And they're learning this is about something different. 
just working out where we go from here. So our life in God is so much more than just what we can get from God. And again, like we're encouraged in the, in the Bible to pray that God would provide for us. So please don't hear me say yeah, that's not that's not right or good. That is right and good. It's just that sometimes we need wisdom to know what is it, God, you've answered this in a way I didn't expect. What are you wanting me to learn here? And you know the cool thing, you know, I've sort of been a bit down on Peter a little, you know, today. But like the thing is, is that he, it wasn't like Jesus looked at all of what he did, his pushing Jesus away, his fear. You know, Jesus said to him, Peter, don't be afraid. So he was like, he was freaked out. And Jesus says, it's okay. Like, I know who you are. I know that you didn't respond well in this circumstance, but you're my guy. We're going to do good things together. Come, follow me. Let me teach you more stuff. And so that's the thing with us that we have to take away too, is that you may be in a situation where something's happened, whether a time of, of hardship or a time of abundance, and you've responded in a way where you've, maybe you've pushed Jesus away, or maybe you've responded in a way that you go like, you feel like a little ashamed of or down on yourself, and you feel like that's it. Um, God's never going to use me because of what, what happened. Like, that's not our God. Our God is always like, no, no, let's pick you up and dust you off and let's learn some more things and let's go, let's, let's go again. All right, one last thing that we can learn about this. And it's around this whole thing of this new, this new calling. From now on, you will be fishers of men, he says to, to Peter. From now on, you'll be fishers of men. And they left everything and followed him. And again, here's something that this may be for you this morning, or it may just be to tuck away, is that sometimes when God gives us an abundance, it's actually leading us up to a change. It's leading us up to a change. It may be that God is just teaching us that uh, he's our provider, and he brings good things. Or it may be that he's leading us into a time where things are going to be different. And, but he's showing us what he can do to give us faith for this new thing. Does that make sense? Like with, G, with this abundance of, of fish, and like Peter goes, like we're, we're no fishing, you're professional fishermen. Like if anyone knows fishing, it's the guy that goes out every night to catch fish. And he goes out and sees that Jesus can provide over and above anything that he can uh, uh, imagine. Miraculously provide. But it was for the purpose of saying to Peter, see, like, you can trust me to provide for you, and we're going to do some things differently, and you needed to learn that lesson, that I will provide for you. So there's seasons when God leads us into new things. And the thing, when God leads us into new things, there's a couple of things we need to watch out for. Previous blessings can get in the way. You prayed, you know, years back that God give us, please give us a house. And, and then, you know, you've, you've got the house. And then a few years down the track, God's saying, like, okay, I, need, I want you to leave that house 
and do something different and you're going like, I can't leave this house. I can't leave this house. The previous blessings can get in the way. Sometimes when it comes to a change that God is leading us into, it's like sometimes less is more. What do you mean by that? Well, you get invited to uh, a new role at work and you're looking at it and you're thinking like, you know, wisdom would say that if I take that on, uh, too many other areas of my life are going to be negatively impacted and I think my boat might start to sink. You know, you might be, uh, have the opportunity to take on a big new client at work and then you realise like they're actually so big that if we take them on, I might start drowning. You might be offered extra hours for your part-time job and then you realise that if I take that on, then mum and dad are not going to be around when the kids get home from school and I don't know if we want to do that. I mean, it's not that that's right or wrong, but it just may be that sometimes, sometimes less is more. But the other thing too is that sometimes there is a fresh calling. Sometimes there is a fresh calling in our lives. And sometimes an abundance may mean that God is shaking you out of your rhythms, getting your attention because there's something new that he has for you. And I wanted to drop this into your, into your thinking today. And remember last week, I, if you were here last week, was our uh, Vision Sunday message, which if you're interested in where we're going this year, it'd be a great one to catch on our website, on our podcast. But uh, I just want to drop this into your thinking today, is that you know, God's church, it needs people with shepherd, heart, shepherd hearts and leadership skills and entrepreneurial hearts and a question I've got for you today, like, have you considered church ministry as a job? You know, you're like, bang, but, you, yeah, but I've, got a, I've got this training in a different area, and, um, you know, but I've, I've got experience in this other place, and, but... Have you considered maybe taking those skills and experience and and becoming a pastor? And um, I would I would have to expect that in a, a number of people that are here, that there will be some of you where that's like that's landing as like maybe and uh, like there's lots of ways we can serve God and but you know they say that. Uh, you know, there's, there's three types of people in the world. They say that there's those who make things happen and those who watch things happen and those that wonder what happened. And, like, I don't know, maybe you're going to be, when it comes to church ministry, maybe you're going to be one of those people that makes stuff happen. Like, in the next five to ten years at Coast Vineyard, I'm expecting we're probably going to have another Coast Vineyard back on, you know, at, at Whangaparaa and and we're probably going to have coast vineyards around uh, Greater Auckland. Like, there's no vineyard churches anywhere in East Auckland. And there's like, you know, Auckland's growing just off the scale. And we're going to need vineyard churches. Maybe, maybe up in Whangarei, we'd love to have a vineyard church up there, a coast vineyard church up there, and, um, or just a vineyard church. Maybe the place that you grew up in, it's like maybe I've got a lot of equity in that community. Maybe I could go back there and, and do something. So, so all I want to say is that so ladies and gents and young and old, 
if that even slightly grabs your interest, let's have a coffee. Let's have a chat and uh, see what happens. Tell me after church today or send me an email. You can send me a text, 021pastor. <laughs> Try it, see what happens. <laughs> but let's just, let's just talk and see what happens. The journey with, that Jesus had with Peter was a journey that had its ups and downs. This is one story out of many with Peter. But it was a journey where there was hard things, there was miracles, there was abundance, there was change of calling and vocation. And just maybe that's his invitation for you today as well. Let me just sum it all up and then we're going to um, spend a little bit of time just waiting on God, seeing what he wants to do with us. But uh, just try to sum it up in one slide. You might want to take a photo of this slide that comes up. So here's the summary. Let's have an expectation that things can change. Let's not grumble about the things that God has given us. Let's surround us with people who can take us forward. Let's not push God away in times of uncertainty. Let's not hold too tightly to God's previous blessing and let's be willing if God is leading us into something new. I'm going to read them again. Let's have an expectation that things can change. Let's not grumble about things that God has given us. Let's surround ourselves with people who can take us forward. Let's not push God away in terms of uncertainty, in times of uncertainty. Let's not hold too tightly to God's previous blessing and let's be willing if God is leading us into something new. All right, why don't we stand together?